Well, hello there, dear friend, and thank you for tuning in, and welcome to Faith FM, Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You're listening to Hugh Heenan, currently ministering out of Trinity Gardens Seventh-day Adventist Church here in Adelaide, as well as at Faith Adventist Center in Mawson Lakes. I'm delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you as we explore this week's continued theme of the fire of revival. Is it possible? And more particularly, today's related topic, can God's promises give peace, joy, and victory over sin? Now, our co-host for today is Lindy Spearing. It's a great delight to uh, welcome Lindy to the studio because uh, this is someone that you could call a bit of a a Jill of all trades, uh, as it were, because Lindy is our prayer leader right here in South Australia, our women's ministry leader, and a good lady to know if you're in uh, search of some great resources uh, to help grow your spiritual walk with Jesus as she ministers out of our, I guess you'd say, uh, the equivalents of our Adventist Book Centre here in Adelaide at 31 Prospect Road in Prospect. So if you're looking for some good books, if you're looking for someone to uh, enjoy a great conversation with over those books, and no doubt a prayer as well, uh, then you'll find Lindy at 31 Prospect Road here in Adelaide. How are you doing today, Lindy? Well, Pastor Hugh, you make me sound fairly important, (laughs) but thank you very much for that. I I enjoy all the roles, and I have assistance with those roles, so that's wonderful. Yeah, I'm going really well. I did a visit up to Gawler to visit somebody. Well, it was Helen, Helen Gray, another host on oh, the wonderful. Faith FM. And Great. We, were, we sat outside with the sun shining on us, and it was just so lovely to see her and, yes. and see that she's slowly recovering. Praise and the Lord. And we look forward to hearing her back on Faith FM as soon as possible, we hope. We sure do. We've really missed having Helen here on air with us, and uh, it's wonderful to think that uh, you're able to enjoy some sunshine after all the rain. But, of course, it's also good to think that you had the rain uh, to have the sunshine then follow. So um, wonderful that you could spend some time with Helen, and I'm sure you took our love to her, and we can't wait to express it across the air with her in person back here in the studio very soon. Thank you. Um, Well, you know, Lindy, uh, you are an important person. To Jesus, I think we all are. Amen. And uh, we're all much loved by God. And so it's a great pleasure, therefore, to be together and to discuss some of the most important things and themes that ever have been discussed or could be uh, spoken of. And uh, today, of course, is no um, exception to that because today we're talking about the power of God's promises to bring peace, joy, and victory over sin. And I'm happy to be here with you, Pastor Hugh, because you're a Victorian like I am, aren't you? Well, I guess that that may be part of what makes us victorious. But um, before I get myself into trouble, um, let's just remind ourselves that what makes us truly Victorian and truly victorious is not the state that we come from, but uh, it's the state that we find ourselves in when we're in the presence of Jesus and uh, the way he transforms us and changes us. Um, so, uh, yeah, nice cheeky comment there, and uh, we'll let that glide on by. And, uh, um, you know, it's really exciting to be able to, to share on this topic together uh, with a fellow Christian, with a fellow sister in Christ, uh, in, in yourself, Lindy. And um, I just want to, I guess, at this point in our program, before we dive into this really exciting topic, I want to uh, just uh, note some significant world religious trends. We like to do this at the beginning of our program together. Um, today is a little bit different. It's a, it's a bit of a heartwarming story. It comes out of Bavaria uh, in Germany, and it's uh, all about uh, a passion play. <clears throat> and you might be thinking to yourself, well, why are you talking about a passion play? Why on earth would you be discussing uh, you know, uh, some sort of uh, play about uh, the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus, don't forget that part as well, uh, at a time that's not Easter. 
But the reason for that is because we're talking here about Oberammergau. And for those of you who are thinking, wow, which word is that one in the dictionary? <laughs> Oberammergau uh, is a tiny little place in Bavaria, there in southern Germany, uh, that has a distinctive history and uh, one that is actually quite, uh, as I mentioned before, very heartwarming. Uh, and one, it's a story, I guess, of uh, of victory in and of itself and of overcoming uh, because Oberammergau was a place where eventually, <clears throat> though they were quite remote and untouched by and large by the Black Plague or the, the Bubonic Plague or the Black Death uh, back in the uh, uh, in the medieval times, eventually caught up to them in, uh, in the 17th century. And uh, they, they were shocked to think that people were starting to die all around them from the plague, from the epidemic of their time. And I guess we can relate to that, can't we, we can. with regards to COVID. And uh, so they made a vow. They made a promise to God and they said um, that if no one else were to die, if, he was, if God was to save them from this plague, then they promised to hold a passion play, a big one, a special one, every 10 years until he comes. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so every 10 years they hold this play, and they've done it faithfully ever since because you know what? Not a single further soul died in that little place called Oberammergau. A promise from God. A promise from God, absolutely. And so every 10 years since then they've held this play, um, but only a few times in history has it been somewhat delayed, you could say. Uh, And one of those times was uh, at the time of the Spanish flu uh, and the uh, time of uh, the ending of World War I. So those two things coincided together, Uh, but also with COVID. And so it's actually been delayed now for two years. And they've been itching, uh, some of them literally itching because they've been growing beards for this uh, this great play. And um, they they promised that they grow these beards and they they can't wait to take the beards off um, as well. But... uh, they have uh, they they hold this play from May right through to October, and they're going to be doing that this year. It's and so it's season, launching. It's a it? very long season. It's something like a hundred odd performances. Um, and I guess when you have to wait ten years between performances, you want to make make it worthwhile, don't you? Absolutely. And people from all over the world go to Oberammergau for this play. Um, and uh, I've often thought about going, and uh, I've known a number of people here from here in Australia that have gone, uh, people from the States and all the different parts of the world that have gone to this play. And it really is quite something uh, to behold, apparently, and something really worthwhile going to see. But what makes it a, such a, a heartwarming story is that they've been at this all these years are celebrating and remembering the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ without fail through all these uh, through all these centuries now for nearly four hundred years, and uh, That's incredible it really it? is. Yeah, so I don't know if you know about our road to Bethlehem and road to Calvary in Victoria. Yes, I certainly do know we about that. We haven't been yes. going four hundred years. We think we've been going <laughs> about thirty years for road to Bethlehem, yes. and we would have up to ten thousand people over the four nights. But it sounds like mm. this. What you're talking about is much bigger and it's certainly been going a lot longer. It, it is very much a, a very large production. It's, it's highly immersive. But, uh, yes, you're quite right. I actually um, had the joy of uh, going through Road to Calvary a number of times. It's in my hometown of Geelong uh, and a very, very powerful play in itself. Um, this one, too, is very powerful. And uh, I'm looking at some pictures here. If you want to look it up some some stage, I got this from the Guardian newspaper. And, you better um, spell it. Oberammergau. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a really good good point. So it's O B E R A double M E R G A U. Okay, and 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 just use autocorrect if if you uh, can't quite find it. But uh, Oberammergau, the play, the the actor who's playing the part of Jesus in this uh, in this passion play, 
um, he actually has to carry a cross that's 90 kilograms. Wow. It's huge. Wow. Uh, and it's something very similar to what Jesus would have had to have done all those years ago when he carried the cross for you and me all the way to Golgotha or the place of the skull and, and died what should have been our death that we might live. And so very touching play. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'd really encourage our listeners to, to check it out sometime. For so, sure. yeah, great heartwarming story there for us uh, today. And encouraging to us, isn't it? It is very encouraging that uh, COVID does not have the victory, neither did the Spanish flu before it, neither has any war uh, before it as well, but that uh, ultimately God has the victory through Jesus Christ our Amen. Lord. Amen. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is victory through Christ and through his promises. And I can't wait to hear what you're going to share with us today, Lindy. It's going to be wonderful, I know. Thank you, Pastor Hugh. Well, today, um, before we carry any uh, carry forward any further, I'd like to share with you a wonderful song. Um, it's performed by Sila. What a great word for a, for a band or for a group, Sila, you know, to mean to dwell upon the Word of God. And they're going to sing for us, "Standing on the Promises of Christ, My King." Standing on 
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. G'day, I'm Bradley, a producer here at Faith FM. You've probably heard my voice before in ads on programs like Why I Believe, answering the phone in program intros, you name it. I'm often the fill-in-the-gaps guy here at Faith FM. You know, I've been really blessed to see how God has used Faith FM to fill the gaps in the lives of people around Australia. And I'd like to invite you to support your station in sharing the gospel. Whatever you can share with us makes a huge difference in enabling us to reach more people with better content every single day. You can go to faithfm.com.au forward slash donate or call us on one 800 Faith FM to see how you can make a difference. Well, welcome back, listeners, and it's so good to be in the studio uh, today for a very important topic, and that's with Lindy talking with us about uh, victory that we can have through God, peace and joy uh, in the mix as well that comes only and uh, best from God through the promises of God. Now, um, before we dive into that uh, any further, just want to remind us of what we were discussing before, of the power of, of promises and we and the power of promises to overcome. And uh, we talked about how that uh, the people of Oberammergau, they made a promise and they've kept that promise. But the reason they were able to keep that promise is because of the promise of God to them. And God has given us a promise. He's given us many promises and he comes through on his promises. So let's just uh, thank our God for, for how he is a God that makes promises and he's so faithful and uh, and uh, so trustworthy in every matter of our lives. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity to come uh, with you uh, on a journey with you, whether we're in our car, whether we're at home, whether we're at the beach. Uh, Father, whether we are uh, simply tuning in, uh, wherever we may happen to be, we know that you are right here with us. Lord, that you'll never leave us nor forsake us and that you, Father, have given us promises and that every promise that you have given is yes, yes, and amen. That every promise you have given has meant that all that we need, we already have in Jesus Christ, the greatest promise fulfilled that there ever has been. So, Father, we ask that uh, you'll, you'll bless us and help us today to receive of your peace, of your joy, and your victory through Jesus Christ. This is our prayer because you have promised and you are faithful. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, to help us in this journey this afternoon uh, or today as we uh, as we are in drive time, uh, dear listener, I have a really wonderful offer. It's a free offer for you. It's a book that will help you in this journey. It's called The Power of Fasting and of Prayer. Uh, it's been written by Danny Vieira, uh, and uh, you know it's really all about the fact that Prayer and fasting are heaven's dynamic duo against temptation. And what Danny does is he explores the the importance, the power, the privilege, and the life-changing nature of prayer and of fasting uh, by means of this book and some of the amazing feats of mind, body, and spirit that result uh, from prayer and fasting. And so... um, you know, many of our problems today, many of the chronic and fatal diseases we f- we face as a result of gluttony or making the wrong choices or eating the wrong kinds of foods, and also the groggy thinking and the foggy spiritual lives that we have can be remedied through the power of prayer and of fasting. He looks at the power uh, the power of God in the life of Moses uh, and in the life of Elijah, and the fact that uh, Moses uh, prayed and fasted for forty days. At the end of that forty days, what happened to him, to him, Lindy? He he was. He eventually was resurrected, right? Um, after having died, uh, you know, the the angel of the Lord came, yes. and we we're told uh, took him up uh, to heaven from from the mount where he died. And uh, we also uh, know that uh, when Elijah had uh, prayed and fasted, uh, that the ultimate result for him was that uh, he went uh, went somewhere wonderful. 
Yes, both both of them. And if you think about it, really, they they were the forerunners of Jesus in a sense. Yes, everything in the Bible points to Jesus, mm. and here at their lives, showing what the future was holding for Jesus. Absolutely, he fasted forty days and nights. He did too, didn't he? And so these these two gentlemen pointed forward to Christ, but Jesus also, uh, by his life and his victory, allows us to have life and to overcome and to have victory Absolutely. and one that uh, will not be overcome by even death. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, so I can highly recommend fasting. Absolutely. I've been doing it for years for mm. a couple of meals a week on a Friday and I can see how it's transformed my life and my yes. health and my thinking and I, I can just highly recommend it. You know the animals get sick, Pastor Hugh. They'll go away and they won't eat. Mm. And that's the way that they get well. This is true. And I know of some people who go into palliative care mm. and they don't eat for a while and they actually start to improve in some ways. Yes. But then if they're, you know, if there's if if it's their time, well of course they'll pass away, but mm. fasting mm. always is just so important mind, body and spirit. It affected. really is. Yes, I remember as a child my mother was a nurse and uh, so she would always uh, make sure that uh, if I got sick, okay, you're not eating for the next 24 hours or you know something to that effect, maybe have some electrolytes through some lemonade and yes, yes. You know, lemon and water and so on, maybe a few little nibbles to help me as I re- you know, recover my ability to uh, to digest again, particularly mm. if it was a, a problem with the bowel. Um, but as a boy, can you imagine? And it was it was terrors at first, but you know you get used to it, you and you realise the power of it, don't you? You get used to it, and occasionally we travel, and I may not fast, and I actually miss it because it does make a difference. Mm, it certainly does. And so um, this wonderful book is yours, The Power of Fasting and Prayer. And all you need to do in order to receive this book uh, is to, uh, let me just see now, where, where have I placed uh, uh, our advert details? So all you need to do here is you need to text the code word SA47 uh, to 04888808811. And uh, what will happen is the Faith FM giveaway bot will reply asking for your details, supply those, and the book is coming your way. So text the code word SA, that's capital S, capital A, as in South Australia. We like uh, we like our SA. Um, uh, even Lindy, that uh, erstwhile Victorian, and I. Um, so uh, SA, as in South Australia, capital S, capital A, and the number 47. And that book will be yours. Just text that to 04-888-808-11. right. Well, before we... Uh, Tune our, our attention and thoughts towards what Lindy's going to share with us today. We'll have one more song. We'll squeeze that in. Uh, but then uh, Lindy has something really exciting to share with us. And, and what was that again, Lindy? Lots of exciting Lots things of about exciting God's things. promises. Absolutely. So we're going to dive into that very soon. But in the meantime, let's uh, hear this wonderful song, It Is Well With My Soul. When peace like a river Attendeth my way When sorrows like sea billows roll Whatever my lot Thou hast taught me to say It is well, it is well with my soul, it is well with my soul. 
It is well with my soul. It certainly is. When you've got Jesus in your life, it is well. No matter what comes your way, it is well with your soul. And, um, you know, today's uh, free giveaway, just want to remind our listeners of that, is the power of fasting and of prayer. So here at Drive Time Big Q&A, we love to uh, give free giveaways, and we know that it will transform and help your walk with Christ and transform your lives. So the power of fasting and prayer by Danny Vieira can be yours. Uh, just text SA47 to 04888 and that book is yours. That's SA47. 47 to 048 the power of fasting and prayer and you know what prayer is powerful Amen. and so today we're going to be talking about the power of well yes prayer but really also the power of god's promises and so uh, lindy tell us about uh, just how much victory how much joy how much peace we can have with god through his promises well i suppose pastor hugh the first thing that I should point out that the word of God the Bible is a supernatural word it has power through God's Holy Spirit I suppose speaking through those words but those promises in the Bible are promises that we can rely on excuse me I don't know when you were growing up did your parents maybe say look Hugh if you do really well at school we're going to give you twenty dollars if you get an A or if you get two A's and then you come home and you're all excited, Mom, Dad, I've got, I've got some A's and you're waiting for that money. And then they turn around and go, well, no, we've changed our mind. We've heard it's not good to bribe children to get A's. They should just do it naturally. Oh, no. I mean, how would you feel? <laughs> oh, shock horror. <laughs> and so, but you know, human parents, they can do that sometimes. They can mm. promise things that they can't mm. deliver. And, but God, His promises are sure, and we can trust in them. And sometimes God's promises, you know, he he wants to encourage us to go in a certain direction. For example, he wants us to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, which gives us God's power in our lives. And in Galatians 3.14, it says, We receive the promise of the Spirit through the faith. faith. So we must ask with faith that we will receive the Holy Spirit. We need to believe and trust that 
what God says he will do. Mm, that's he right. will do. Mm. So I don't know about you, but praying through the promises from the word is, is pretty exciting. I've only been learning to do it the last few years. And one of my favorite prayers is in Ephesians 3, verses 14 to 21. And throughout that, it talks about, you know, and it's a prayer that I can pray for family members and claim those promises for them as well as for myself, Pastor Hugh. And that's what the Word of God is has uh, such a blessing for us and it's so powerful mm. that we can pray for those promises. Our prayers are answered by faith too, not by feelings. I yes. know that in some churches they wait for these feelings to come and mm. that to them is confirmation that they've received something from God. But we shouldn't rely on our feelings because we have to rely on our faith and our believe it even if we don't get that feeling. Yes. I, I don't know what you think about that. I think you. you're right. I think feelings are very ephemeral. I think they come and they go. They blow hot. They blow cold. That's right. And it's so important uh, if we're looking for something that's going to last to reach out for something steadfast and sure. And um, feelings are not that, are they? But faith in God's promises are. That's right. And yeah. we can talk about love right now too because love shouldn't just be based on feelings. It should be based on principle, a yes. principle we choose to love. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes in a marriage there may be some days that we need to choose to love because mm. we can get a bit irritable <laughs> with each other. So, you know, Roger Monod, I don't know if you've heard of him, he's written quite a few books, but he said the spirits, meaning the demons, mm. would encourage people to listen to their feelings instead of the word of Christ and his prophets. In no surer way could the spirits obtain control of people's lives without the individuals realizing what was happening. So, yes, mm. we do sometimes have feelings of, of warmth and joy and, and we experience things like that, but they need to line up with what the word of God says. Yes. You can't just rely on our feelings. True. And so if we start praying with promises, it opens God's treasury for us. I don't know about you, but I think it's so important when we pray, and we talked about praying last night, that we claim God's promises and then we pray his will. And I can assure you that when we are surrendered to God and praying his will, we will see amazing things, amazing things. Our loving Heavenly Father will open an exhaustible account for us. Isn't that amazing? Yes. He will open that account for us. So the disciples may expect, and that's you and I, large things if they have faith in his promises. And at the same time, and this is very important because I've heard a lot of people say, God doesn't answer my prayers. I read the word and I claim this and it doesn't happen. So it's important to make a careful distinction between the promises in the Bible. The spiritual promises, like for forgiveness of sin, where we confess and repent, for the Holy Spirit, for the power to do God's work, are always available to us. And if we look in Acts, we can see that those promises are available to us. But the promises for temporal blessings, even for life itself, Pastor Hugh, are given on occasion and withheld on occasion as God's providence sees best mm -hmm. because he knows the end from the beginning. And if we trust in him, we can trust ourselves with him. We don't need to be concerned. I suppose an example of that principle, and I think it's important, listeners, and you and I, Pastor Hugh, that we understand this principle, mm. 
In Isaiah it tells us, When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. And we know that God kept that promise, or that promise was revealed when Daniel's three friends were in the fiery furnace. Uh, The men were in that furnace. Even Mm. the men that took them up there Mm. died from the heat, but those three friends of Daniel didn't die. But men like Huss and Jerome, and they were early reformers, I don't know if you know much about them, Mm -hmm. but they were burnt at the stake. Yes. and But it's very interesting. They were burnt at the stake. And if you get burnt badly, and I've burnt my hand and, and foot once on a hot stone actually, out of a mm. out of a fireplace, and you cry out. It yes, hurts. It hurts. It well, really does. They didn't cry out or scream in pain as you would mm. expect, and they had you would think so, wouldn't sticks you? around them and flames coming up. But instead, they were praising God and singing to Him. So, Pastor Hugh, there's a miracle. It is, isn't it? Of them walking mm. through the fire. Yes. yes, and yes, they died, mm. but God. Was there with them as True. well? Yeah, and what amazing testimony of of how God is with us in all of those moments in life, Absolutely. and uh, that He does give us victory, even when it th- looks like, or, or people would think that maybe we had lost, or we had uh, we had succumbed to to you know, the the challenge that we're facing. In this case, a you know, a great fire uh, licking up at our feet, and yet these men of God, these these uh, uh, champions of God, uh, were able to sing through. Uh, that fire, amazing, really, isn't it? It's you know? incredible, yeah. and to Power have been promises. there and witnessed that would have been amazing. It really would. And have. you and I have heard many stories, and I'm sure our listeners yes. have as well, of people that have not succumbed to the sort of human desire and the human pain, but have been strengthened by the Lord at that time. Yes. Now, Pastor Hugh, I have a favourite scripture in Proverbs three verses six and seven, and it says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart." Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. I see that you know it as well. And I just want to share a little story. So years ago, over four years ago now, it came uh, upon our hearts that God had something else for us. And we received a call to move from Victoria to South Australia. That must have been very hard for you, Lindy. Well, I'm, I'm a bit of a – I can get a bit homesick. Right. Normally I can get homesick and I could tell you all sorts of stories about that, but we haven't got time. So no. we felt that when this call came to come here, it was only for two days a week for one year. And yet we, my husband Glenn and I understood that we not only needed to accept this call, we needed to trust in God. My husband closed up his business of over 40 years. Mm. I left my secure position in chaplaincy and aged care, and we sold our home, and we left our family, his, his brother, his, uh, his brother and nieces and nephews, my parents, our son. We left them all back in Victoria, all our friends, everyone we'd known at at Nunawading Church for, for a good part of our lives. No wonder you you can get homesick. And we, we came over here yeah. and we bought a house. And within a short time, probably a few months, we had more work as, mm. as we came over for prayer ministry and, and then other roles became uh, part of our lives. And so we, as I reflected on that scripture, each day I'd be going, now trust in the Lord. What, with how much of my heart? All my oh, heart. Yes. That's hard sometimes with all my heart. Lean not on my own understanding. Pastor Hugh, I like everything organized and, and laid out. And it, was, yes. it was up in the air. What I'm going for two days a week for one year and then no income? 
What's going to happen? But God wanted us to step out in faith and to trust in him no matter what. And when we do that, it can be a little bit scary, like Peter getting out of the boat to walk on the water. And sadly, he took his eyes off Jesus and and Mm. sunk. But when we trust in God and we claim that promise and we believe that promise, he, he will guide and lead us. He sure will. I've seen it yes. in lots of people's lives. Yes. And so these promises in the word of God are sure. Mm. But there's one thing too, another sort of principle that we need to understand is that promises are conditional. And this is true. they have some prerequisites. And sometimes you and I need to pray for the willingness that is needed to meet those prerequisites. Because our human nature, we're born sinful beings and we're being removed from our one-on-one relationship with our creator God and we have to recognize our need, and we've talked about this before, recognizing our need of spiritual bread, uh, Mm. that we can do something about it. And it's wonderful. It's so wonderful to understand these principles and to walk with closely with the Lord, Pastor Hugh. It's wonderful. It is. Wonderful. Now, I didn't realize that. I didn't know that part of your story. There's just so many layers to that in terms of how much faith it must have taken for you to step out like that and not by yourself. You know, you're responsible for your husband and he's responsible for you. You're responsible for each other. And yet both of you, tag team style, stepped forward and uh, put your hands together collectively in the hand of God into who knew what, apart from those two days a week. What an amazing testimony to God's goodness and how he's looked after you ever since then. And we're so glad that you're here. We're so glad that God has blessed you in this way. And It's all about him. It is. It's all about him, Pastor Hugh. His promises are sure. His promises are sure. And it's not about our will. No. It's about God's will. Yes. And his promises are true Mm. and sure. And we are promised the Holy Spirit too. However, we need to ask, seek and knock for him. Yes. It's a daily renewal mm. of our relationship. And all the scriptures are given for good purposes. And there are other promises that require obedience, that we need to obey what he says. And I suppose if you think about a parent who's teaching important things to their child about crossing the road, if the child doesn't agree with what the parent's teaching on this very important aspect of life, particularly more in Victoria than South Australia, there's a lot more cars over there, they could just run out on the road and be hit by a vehicle. Mm. So when we pray God's promises, our spiritual experience is more enriched and has more depth, and we need to understand that there are times that we should obey him for our safety, our well-being, and for the furtherance of our relationship with him. And when we pray those promises, we'll have new insights and encouragement. We'll have more victory over sin because we're focusing on God's word and not ourselves. Pastor Hugh, sin is God's problem, not ours. Mm. I, I can't solve the sin problem. It's what Christ did on the cross for us, and we need to... Remember what he's done and focus on him rather than ourselves. So can we have victory over sin, Pastor Hugh? Yes, we can. <clears throat> and yes, when we put our faith and we put our trust in God, yes, we can have victory. In fact, uh, faith is the victory that overcomes the world. And of course, this is a world, uh, and the word that's used there for world is uh, is cosmos. You know, so, yes. so everything and everyone and all this great big wicked ball of yarn that is the world today that seems to just uh, be, be so intertwined and so difficult to uh, to resolve all these many over overlaying, overlapping issues and problems and, and uh uh, and all of which goes back to sin, that all of that, um, it, it's amazing to think that we can have any kind of victory, but yes, we can through faith. 
faith in him. And I like what you said there, that uh, that uh, God has promised he is faithful and uh, and it's his problem that he has promised to resolve. And so we just simply have to trust him, have faith in him, and it, this is the victory that will overcome the world is even our faith in him. Well, so, he so his says, promises are sure, aren't they? His promises are sure. He yeah. says that he will transform us, yes. he will sanctify us, he redeems us, mm. he will change our hearts and desires. Yes. And that is... That is so exciting to see in your own life when you start to realize you're like, you have freedom. I can't, Mm. can I think of enough words to explain that freedom that you have? And I know that there's many people today who are sad by what's going on in the world Mm. and perhaps they're getting a little bit too focused, you know, with Media today, not only do we get the news, we get all sorts of things on Facebook and Rumble and and Messenger and all those other things. I get so many things sent to me and I have to make a decision about what might be important to take in and leave aside. I don't know. Do you have the same thing? I'm just, I'm just having a bit of a giggle because I'm thinking the same thing often happens to myself. But um, if, if anyone knows Lindy, uh, they'll know that every few minutes or seconds there's something coming in on Lindy's phone. Um, from someone somewhere, and more often than not, it's because hey, there's a there's a problem that can only be resolved through the power of prayer. As we look to the providential God that is that is our Savior Jesus Christ, and so uh, so anyone who knows Lindy knows that she's telling the truth. We get bombarded by things, but you know when we get bombarded, we can look upwards and know that uh, for this Christ died as well, and he he is able by his promises to resolve. Any problem, no matter big, no matter how big or how small. He certainly, he yeah. certainly. But I have does. to giggle when I think about about <laughs> you and the phone. Well, I only went on Facebook recently. I was never going to go on Facebook, never, never, never. And it's right. mainly just to engage with the prayer sites and mm. to receive prayer requests. And I started a site called Prayer Power Adelaide, and I try to put up things that will encourage people in their prayer walk. And and so you know, there that should be the focus. And yes. it actually takes away some of the edge, if you like, of all the things going on in the world that tend to can distress us. Like what mm. happened in America to all those precious children. Yes. Our hearts are broken yeah. and we just cannot understand the the laws in America are mm. so different from here in Australia as re- regards to guns. And they need an amnesty and they need to collect all those guns and destroy them, really. But, you know, those sorts of things can be worrying to us. And, yes, but God knows. He sees all. He's given man free will and free choice. And we're seeing the outcome, uh, the escalation, if you like, in all areas of the world. And we don't need to be worried or concerned Mm. because Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us. Yes, and we can trust in that promise as well. There's so we many promises, Pastor Hugh. <laughs> yes, I could talk are. for hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, so which promises stand out to you in particular, Lindy, as, as being ones that are so potent, so powerful that that in really palpable way they they remind you that hey, God's got this. I think I'll have to go back to Ephesians three, mm. fourteen to twenty one, because it says He would grant us according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might. You and I need strength with might through his spirit so that we can and that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. I just love this prayer. I almost know this off by heart. And then it says that we may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Pastor Mm. Hugh, I want to be filled 
with the fullness of God. Yes. Because if I'm um, doing different roles in ministry, if I'm going around to our churches and speaking, I don't want it to be about me because I make mistakes. I'm not perfect. I haven't got all the answers. We're part of the same club. Well, it's just humanness. <laughs> I, I want people to look at me and to see Jesus' love shining out yes. of me. And yes. so I claim those promises for myself. I also claim them for my family, for my children, for others. And I encourage other people in Ephesians 3 verses 14 to 21 Take that prayer, those promises, and claim them. And there's so many other scriptures where there's promises, Pastor Hugh, so are, many other ones. There are. One and you've probably got a favorite one. Well, I do, yes. I can I can hardly wait to share, and I'm sort of bursting with excitement over it because I love this this promise. I remember, do you remember promise boxes? Yes, you know, I've got one at home. Wonderful yes. for, for worships, great for devotions. There's something very special about that. And, and you know, I took the trouble of filling up some special ones just for the kids and, uh, you know, and uh, filled them up and made them into little scrolls. And the kids would un- unfill them, unroll them, and and they were so excited. Yeah, they love to open those up yes. because they know that uh, this is no Chinese fortune cookie. This no. is actually God, this the Savior God. of the universe, who yes. is speaking to them and over their lives. Mm-hmm. And one that stands out to me is actually in Zechariah, Zechariah chapter eight, verse thirteen, in the second part of that that verse. And it's really from the God who saves us, and He says, "Fear not." Don't you love that? Love over and again that. in the Word of God, "Fear not." Um, for you shall be a blessing. Yes. Only let your hands be strong. Oh, actually, in other words, one. just go to work. Watch me go to work through you. Yes. Uh, you will be a blessing. So fear not. Don't worry. Just by faith, trust me in this, and uh, you'll be a blessing, and you'll see the blessing of God as you as you uh, trust me. Uh, it's beautiful. Mm. And the one yeah. in Psalms 55, before we go to our next break, 55, 16, As for me, I will call upon the Lord, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. He has redeemed my soul in peace from the battle which was against me. Isn't that just fantastic? We're all in a battle, and God can redeem us. He will protect us. He will strengthen us. Amen. He sure will. And he does every day, even when we don't realize it. The other day I was listening to a youngster because you've you've talked about children and growing up. And I was thinking to myself, have I actually done that? Have I actually grown up yet? I'm not sure if I have. (laughs) Um, But I was listening to this this little one. And uh, the question was asked to her on Mother's Day. Tell me, um, why do you love your mum so much? And the little one said, because... um, she does things and I don't even know she did it. Oh. And she did it for me. And I thought, wow, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that just like God? Absolutely. He doesn't want the acclaim. He doesn't look for the applause. He doesn't look for, 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 the, for the fame, although it is his and all the glory belongs to him. He just quietly goes to work and, and fulfills his promises in our lives. And we turn around and think, wow, how did that happen? And uh, these few years later, I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, I just want to Raise a hallelujah when I think about what God's done in your life, Lindy, these past few years. Absolutely. All and as a result of faith in his promises. And you have a story to tell too, I'm sure, Pastor Oh, Hugh. I certainly have quite God's a few stories. in your life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. God has done so many, so many good things. Uh, where to begin? But we're going to play a song just now. It's called Hallelujah is Our Song because we just want to say praise the Lord every moment of every day. What hope we have, even in the longest night, for the light will overcome. We will not fear. 
Welcome back, dear listeners, to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. And uh, this is the program where, of course, uh, we explore the big questions and the ones that make the biggest difference. And today we have been exploring, together with my co-host, Lindy Sperry, we've been looking at, uh, haven't we, Lindy, the, the peace, yes. the joy, the victory that comes through the promises of God. Now, um, this is uh, all part of our series this week on the fire of revival. Is it possible? Can God's promises give that peace, that victory, that joy that we so often crave and long for? 
but which can be found in God's Word, can be found in His promises. Now, we've got a free giveaway. Just to remind our listeners of this free giveaway, it is the power of fasting and of prayer. And we really want to encourage you to send in for this free book. It's yours for the asking. Just text the code word SA47 to zero four triple eight eight oh eight double one. That's capital S, capital A, so SA forty seven to zero four triple eight eight oh eight double one. And the book is yours. All right, well uh uh where were we then, dear? We were talking about promises and talking God's promises, promises are powerful. <laughs> well, yeah, can you share some promises with us today? Yes. There are some amazing promises in John fifteen. You probably know this chapter very well. And It says that I'm the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Jesus here is speaking. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Mm. So here's Jesus promising us we can bear more fruit. You know, there might be a bit of trimming that happens in our lives. There's another one just in in verse 4. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Another promise that we abide in Jesus and we are going to bear fruit. And there are so many other promises. The Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. You know, Jesus loves you and I, Pastor Hugh. Mm-hmm. He loves humankind that he created and even though there's been a big bump in the whole flow of things and Satan has caused the biggest well the biggest event to rock the whole universe I think we don't need to be concerned because Jesus loves us and offers us something so incredibly amazing as a gift and he made that sacrifice and there are just so many other promises throughout the word. Like, as I said to you, we could, we could go on and on reading all these different promises. Mm. But I think it's important to understand the principle of praying the promises. You know, some of King David's words were, do as you have spoken. That's what he said to God. Do as you have spoken. Well, Pastor Hugh, I want God to do as he has spoken in my life. I want his love. I want his mercy, I want his grace, his compassion, his his ability to transform me. I want that. Mm. I want to be like Jesus, you know, to do as you have spoken a powerful words. And we too can pray for God to do as he has promised. Some time back I was driving through Birdwood. We're on our way to Ankara, which is at Walker Flat, and there was a sign on the church that says, No Jesus, N-O, no Jesus, N-O, no peace. And then it had no Jesus, K-N-O-W, no peace, K-N-O-W. So no Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, no peace. Mm. And I really Mm. like that sign because when we know Jesus and we know his promises to us, it's like with our parents. You know, we know our parents. My parents are still alive. They make promises as they have over the years. They still say they love me. And, and I feel at peace with that. Like I miss them. Yes. I miss them. And I try to get back to Victoria to see them whenever <clears throat> I can. But with Jesus, he's with us wherever we are. And if we know him, we can know peace. And so there's all these promises, like that song, Standing on the Promises That Cannot Mm. Fail. And we've probably sung that song in church many times. You know, the gentleman who wrote Steps to Personal Revival, Helmut Horbel, he was a pastor and a Christian, and 
he had asked for the Holy Spirit, but he hadn't relied on specific promises until later in life. And he said once he started relying on the promises, he regrets that he didn't do it sooner. And so for many years now, and he's in his 90s, Pastor Hugh, and he's written three or four books after this book. He's an incredible gentleman. I keep in touch with him and at times, and he's still preaching the gospel and the word. But he says that he has the assurance and he now feels that he's filled with the Holy Spirit. And he's realized his ministry is so different by praying the promises of God. And so I would like to encourage our listeners to write down some of the Bible promises that mean something to them. You know, at home, my husband has put some of our holiday photographs. He's put the promises of God. He's laminated them and he's or framed them and, and they're around our house to remind us at different times. That's great. And we can do that. We can put them on the mirror in our bathroom. Uh, we've got some on the toilet door. <laughs> there are so many places we can have Bible promises. And also, if we have a little list of Bible promises, when we spend our time in prayer, we can be claiming them and memorizing them. So there are times you can be driving and praying and still be claiming those promises from God. So the promises are sure, Pastor Hugh, they do change our lives and they can transform our prayer life into a powerful time of prayer and revival in our lives and in the lives of those that we are praying for. They certainly can, and they do. Uh, anytime we reach out to God, we know that uh, he's reaching for us, uh, that he's already got uh, this in hand as well. And you know, I think of uh, some other promises that come to mind, uh, like the fact that uh, you know, when, when we are anxious, when we are concerned, uh, God says, don't be anxious about anything. Um, but in every situation, in every circumstance, by prayer, by petition and thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace yes. of God, which transcends all understanding, will be in your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And Absolutely. so that's a powerful, powerful promise. And I love that one too. Further on, I think in that same passage, it says, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. That's and right. these are great and powerful promises. But there's, there's something I think um, it's really important for us to share with our listeners today. And that is that, uh, you know, sometimes we face things that we think are insurmountable. We, we are not sure if we can climb this mountain or not. And, uh, and, and if God's going to come through for us. But there's a powerful promise in First John chapter 5. Uh, um, and uh, he tells us here in um, in verse 14, he says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, mm-hmm. he hears us. Mm-hmm. God hears you. He does. Um, he feels for you and with you. He hears you. And if we know that he hears us, he leans into us and, and listens attentively, then whatever we ask, we know. According that we to have his will. What we've asked of him. Yes, absolutely. Which it must is amazing, be isn't according it? to his will. And of course, his will is so big and broad and wide and deep, like you were saying, with regards to his love. Um, so lean into his love, um, walk in his will, and uh, let God be your shining light. And because his, his promises are faithful and true. Can I share one more promise? Absolutely. Please, please do. Psalm 103 is another favorite one of mine. And uh, we, when I was visiting Helen Gray today, we, we claimed this promise for her. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I believe we can claim that promise for our lives 
Pastor Hugh. And sometimes when we become unwell, claim the promises in the word, believe what God says. And even sometimes if we're not physically healed, he will most definitely heal us spiritually and reconnect us with him in such a powerful way. Mm. So claim the promises, write them down, pray them, and see your life transformed is my prayer. Amen. Hey, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your promises. They are faithful and they are true. You've fulfilled every single one of your promises that you've made. And Lord, there have been conditional ones. And those conditional promises have been conditioned by our response. And so often, Father, we don't claim, we don't cash in the check, if you will, uh, of these promises that have been made to us. And so, Father, may we have the assurance, the faith to simply say, yes, God said it. Uh, I know that he will follow through on it. And so uh, we pray, Father, that we will, uh, Lord, give up the bankruptcy uh, that so often characterizes uh, our lives. And, Father, instead, draw from the bank that never fails, yes. uh, the riches of heaven that are ours in Christ Jesus and his promises. So thank you for being, Lord, that's not, not, Lord, not only the God that is promising, but the Lord who follows through with his promises for us. We love you. We can't wait to see you. And we look forward to that day uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, uh, we leave you with this thought, and that is this, that um, I'm leaving you with this gift, says Jesus. Peace of mind, peace of heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace the world gives, so don't be troubled nor afraid. That's John fourteen sixteen to 17. God bless you, listeners. God promises, and he's made promises for you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Change my heart, oh. Change my heart, oh God.